0: We'll It is Sunday, February twenty fourth. Happy birthday, Grandma! And we got some breaking news to start the show.
1: Also, happy birthday, Chris Meadows. Continue with breaking.
0: Oh yeah, name. Chris Meadows too. I saw that. It
1: is his birthday.
0: Della Frankenstein. People give him follow. But we got some breaking news, and I think we're the first people to break it. Aside from, if you follow Cap Strength, Charlie Blinkley, Iron Authority, we, we all may, of his teammates.
1: We may be the first podcast. Right? We
0: might be the first podcast that I know of. I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. The Fighter and the Kid. Did not break it. Part of my take did not break it. The Joe Rogan Experience didn't break it. Congratulations, Chris Lee. did not break it. So as far as I know, we're breaking news.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear it on Westside. Didn't hear it on the broadcast. Didn't hear it on uh, the BDE podcast. Another great one, by the way. Just okay. That one out. Anyway. Uh, yeah, haven't heard of any of these.
0: Yeah. So Charlie Blinkley guest last week also got really good feedback. Really good interview there. Thank yeah. you again, Charlie Blinkley, for coming on. Yes, sir. His total counts. He counts. He's on open powerlifting. He's, he's
1: a real boy now.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's on openpowerlifting.org. I think top 5, 198 in the world right yeah, now. Yeah. And his 524 Wilkes. Gabby has his
1: hands all over that top 5 actually if you look at it. That's oh really? Crazy. Yeah, he's either guy, either him or guys' his coach. Jesus
0: Christ. Kind of crazy. Nice. Well, that's, that's good news for a multitude of reasons. Uh, yes. 524 Wilkes, you never want that to go to waste. No. A really good meat, never want that to go to waste. 1800 pound total
1: too, a phenomenal total.
0: Yeah, and the, 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 shitty part of all of it was that they disqualified him. Initially, yeah. They initially did it, and that was, uh, most people would be upset about, it, including Charlie, and he yeah. expressed that on the show, but, now it counts, he's on openpowerlifting.org, and there's gonna be some aftermath probably with the USPA. Yeah, I
1: don't think this story is done, we're just, we're breaking the, the newest part of it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's actually a couple more things coming with this from everything that we have heard so far.
0: You could make an assumption that you can see who's right and who's in the wrong in this circumstance. And the circumstances battle the bay. We had Charlie on last week, mm-hmm. and we, we sided with Charlie for the most part, At least I sided. He's my boy. But at the same time, we're like, okay, between two extremes, somewhere in the middle. Looks like USPA also sides with Charlie on this. It seems like the higher-ups from USPA is siding with Charlie. There's
1: going to be a significant amount of
0: fallout, mm-hmm. I believe.
1: And so we're, again, this is not the last we're going to hear about mm-hmm. that that meet. And
0: Hopefully soon, though.
1: I, I believe it's going to be. Char- yeah. I think Charlie mentioned something about Friday. I don't know if it was a couple yeah. days ago or this coming Friday that something was coming out. Yeah. He's gotten some some positive feedback. Obviously, now seeing things going on powerlifting, that's that's great. Uh, but again, there's going to be some more fallout on this one.
0: Yep, and uh, I trained with him Saturday at Surge New Levels. Awesome. Had a really good time. Awesome. And he told me about it. I was psyched. I mean, I kind of already knew because I follow a lot of his teammates to post it. But yeah, there's going to be a fallout. But the good news is that USPA higher ups kind of sees the same thing we did and sees yeah. the same thing the, ma- like the mass powerlifting population saw, yeah. that it was a poorly run meet, some issues going on with maybe favoritism, maybe uh really hasty just,
1: disqualifications. Really, just the, the immediate aftermath was avoidable. I yeah. I think it's what they're really saying with, with some of the, to this point, with the rulings and what the discussions have been, and then once the final finalization of all this comes out, I think that's what we're going to see is that this all could have been
0: avoided with better decision making and... and a better leadership. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully USA USPA's, I always want to say USAPA. Um, USPA, stupid USAPL ruins everything. That's what makes me want to say it. it. No, you, no, funding, no Yeah. USPA, uh they released uh Charlie's numbers which is great, but they're kind of also making the standpoint that hey, you got to run better meets. Yeah. And hopefully this makes meet directors and other people take notice on if you run a improper meet, a poor meet, the aftermath is going to be bad, and we're going to listen to all sides, and we're going to side to the, the people the, who the, seem to be done wrong.
1: The court of public opinion is, is still plays a big role in, mm-hmm. in powerlifting. Oh, it's for the lifters. It, it is. For the it lifters. Is, it
0: literally is for the lifters. USPA especially. For the lifters. So
1: they, they are just going to have to be very, very careful. And I think really what it comes down to, I think the, the takeaway for all meat directors, whether those directly involved or indirectly in, mm-hmm. in this, is... Uh, It's just be very thoughtful. Yep. You know, be very thoughtful about the meat you're putting on. As a general statement, I know our experience has been pretty darn positive. Yes. You know, and so so our viewpoint and our scope is skewed. Understand, there's so much that goes into putting on a meat. And I get it. There's a lot of logistics, a lot of things going on. But at the end of the day, you are the person who is putting on, promoting it. And so you are expected to kind of hold that standard. Yeah, for sure. and, And so if you are, for whatever reason, you're not able to one year. Take the lessons. So don't take it personally. Take the lessons. Like, hey, how can I make this better? Mm-hmm. If you're truly for the lifters. Yep. How can we make the experience
0: better? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good move. Uh, definitely allowing Charlie's numbers to be actually count I think and that be, that in be, be in the be record books. At. That's really good news uh, for Charlie and the federation itself, because there there was you know there was a lot of sides to the story, and it looks like it looks like uh, Charlie might have been right, or at least people who thought they were uh, cheated. Out of certain things are getting, uh, justification and a little bit they're, of justice they're, out of that. Tell them
1: they're, they're starting to right the wrongs.
0: Yep. So go on openpowerlifting.org, check yeah. it out. Check out. You got 524 Wilkes up there. So we got a pretty exciting show. We do. We got, we uh, do. we got two white lights, topic of the week. We, do. we got topic. two white lights. Yeah. Really good topic. Kind of relating to me somewhat. Yeah. But it was your topic. You yeah. created it. So no, thank you really, for that. That's really all I
1: bring is the voice and the topics, man. Yeah.
0: Well, you, you got to re- be use, you got to be useful somehow, Dan. Exactly. And the equipment and possibly rooms. And
1: usually the
0: food. And usually the food. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two white lights topic of the week. We're going to get into a two white lights question of the week. We got a swole Sarah Wash, everyone's favorite topic everyone's, or segment.
1: Everyone's favorite segment.
0: We got a technique tip of the week as well and debut of two new two white light segments. Two new ones. We read negative reviews. And get into our new segment, Misogynist's as Trash Talkers. Right. But before we get into that, yeah. two highlights question of the week. Last week episode, yeah, it's like two hours long. It was. We didn't want to make it three hours long and throw in the two technique tip of the week <laughs> and the question Jesus. of the week. So, again, I got all these questions stockpiled. I had to ask me anything on Instagram. I get a lot of DMs just regardless throughout the week. Uh, one today was, do your shins always hurt you? Like (laughs) I guess man, it's like your shins seem like they always hurt. Like Yeah, they kinda do, man. But uh some are good questions, some are bad questions. This was a pretty good one. Alright, so someone asked, they don't have the handle. It was uh kind of it's kind of anonymous. Kind of anonymous, those uh ask me anything things. Yeah, you
1: you can see the handle on
0: it. Yeah, when I post it on my story, they keep it relatively anonymous. So someone asked, considering the use of PEDs as competition powerlifting and model are set on goals, thoughts on decision. Mm. So this guy's wondering if he should use PEDs to help his powerlifting modeling career move forward. Okay. And there's PEDs in powerlifting. Yep. There's PEDs in bodybuilding. Yep. PEDs in pretty much every sport.
1: PEDs in life. Apparently.
0: Yeah. I mean, NASCAR drivers take Adderall. Yeah. So, I mean, the, so and, do students apparently. And, anti-aging
1: clinics. Hey, if
0: you don't know, anti-aging
1: clinics give you
0: PEDs. Yeah. But in uh in certain sports it's illegal, yep. And there's still a stigma surrounding it. Yes. And it's almost beat to death. And we we again, and I hate doing this because if you guys listen to the archived episodes, we say we're gonna do an episode on PEDs, steroid use, and all that kind of stuff. And we will, we will eventually, but I keep on having to bring it up. And, and I got this question because one, I don't know if I could give advice due to me not taking PEDs or steroids. Mm-hmm. But I do have some opinions on it, and these opinions are based on what other people said and just my assumptions, okay. which is basically this entire show is me doing zero research on things, me being unintelligent, uneducated, bigoted. and kind of bigoted. Yep. Apparently, that one okay, that was that one was out of left field, the bigoted part. But yeah. I got that label recently. But yeah, I don't, Same. I don't do a whole. Yeah, I don't. Yours is a little worse though. Yeah, if you go oh. through Bane's DMs, he's got some hate, hate, hates on there. Aggressive. Aggressive hate, which, you know. We won't get into that. Yeah, we <laughs> won't we'll get into, into that. that. But. but, yeah, so use I have not done any research. The most research I did was watch Icarus, uh, Bigger, was, Faster, Stronger. Conflict. Oh, yeah, but at the same time, I have no idea. Yeah, I really don't know how to use. I, and I remember the interview we had with Janelle. Mm-hmm. I said, take more trend as a joke. And she's yeah. like, yeah, you never want to recommend that. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it sounded funny and cool. I don't know <laughs> if that's the right thing to do. But... If you were considering taking PEDs, I always have to ask, where are you in your powerlifting, bodybuilding journey? Are you just starting? Are you two years in? Are you 10 years in? Are you 20 years in? I got to know these things because I would assume that you're using it to enhance your performance or get through any roadblocks that you're going through or to see how far you can actually take this. Do you want to be on the Olympia stage? Do you want to go to the current open? Do you want to compete at the Arnold? Do you want to be in the cage? Do you think PEDs will help you get there? I need to know this stuff. Now, if you're two years into the sport and really just trying to work on your raw squat and trying to improve your totals, I don't know if you should take PEDs. Mm -hmm. Because this does happen. I've ran into kids in college who took PEDs, and their whole thing was – Oh, was, uh, yeah, they were talking to me about steroids again. I get kind of insulted and annoyed when people ask me about steroids. I'm like, just cause I work out does not mean I'm a goddamn encyclopedia on performance enhancing drugs. Are you sure? Positive. Positive. I'm an, yeah. I'm not an encyclopedia on most things. Creatine? I do. You oh god, is that it? Is that I what they're care. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but, so they, they were asking me like, you know, it's like, I just want to, you know, do it for six months, increase strength, and then I'll go off it. And I was like, yeah, fucking do it, dude. I don't care. Really, I really don't care about your health at this point because you're asking me a dumb question. But this could happen in powerlifting, and I kind of draw the the relation to me out-totaling and really beating a guy who is using. Mm-hmm. And me just having much more strength in him. Sure. Maybe you start a little bit early, and you didn't exactly build up your natural total, mm-hmm. and you didn't exactly assess all that. And you didn't take PEDs to kind of bring you above that natural total. And you didn't hit any training blocks or uh, roadblocks along the way or plateaus. Sure. I think you got to assess that before you do anything. Like, uh, actually I don't know if this is a great person to bring up. Right, well, he's my, well, one of my personal heroes, Scott Hall yeah. on a podcast I was listening to or, uh, it was a more of an interview than a podcast. He said when he took steroids, everyone wants to do it. You know, in the gym just to look like me. Like, man, you're not going to look like me just taking steroids. Like, I got as big as possible, natural. Mm-hmm. And then I took steroids to be a Greek god. Yeah. It's like, to look the way that I looked. Same thing with powerlifting. Same thing with bodybuilding. Get as big and strong as you can, natural. And then maybe use the PEDs to be somewhat superhuman. And you kind of are superhuman at that point. It's true.
1: <clears throat> Very true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I think all those are, are great points and I, I like where your head's at where, you know, you're talking about building that base and deciding if you're going to then take the leap into uh, performance enhancers. To, to me, it, it, like the time in the sport, all that, it, it, I'm kind of indifferent to all that. Really, it, it's the, what is the ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. If your ultimate goal is to be bigger, stronger, faster. At the, end of the day, if you're willing to put in the work, the PEDs are going to give you more than what a a non-performance enhanced athlete's going to give give out or put out. So it simply comes down to it's a very personal decision. Yeah, I know in my in my case, I have decided that as of right now, no desire to get on stuff.
0: So. Yeah. You know,
1: so at this point, I'm almost 37 years old. There's really no reason for me to mm-hmm. look at that. The only thing I would possibly look at is you know some you know trt stuff like that if my levels ever get low enough that yeah my doc would say hey you know you're but i will tell you that, that that conversation will not be happening anytime soon
0: okay yeah yeah i could see that and for me too it's one of those things that i haven't given any thought people ask me a lot if i would and right now no for like so many different reasons like it hasn't even been been slightly considered
1: Oh, I, I, not gonna lie, I considered it from probably the time I was 19. Yeah, it, 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 Whether it was for playing soccer or whether it was, mm-hmm. uh, then getting into lifting. It was always something that I considered. Yeah, And I had various reasons for not doing it. Yep. And, and to this point, I, I don't see a reason to for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather, I, I, this is a hobby. Uh, I am okay with investing what I invest in it. Yeah. And I do not want to invest the, um, to truly maximize all that, there is a significant financial investment yeah. when it comes to BEDs, and I just don't feel like doing
0: it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it, not even a financial investment, but just a time investment, an educational investment. There's a lot you got to know what you're doing. There's a lot there. And uh, one of the reasons I don't do it it because i I'm definitely too stupid to take them. Uh, someone's going to have to tell me what to do because I will have no idea what to do. Uh, financial, of course, my profession does not pay a whole lot. Being a podcaster yeah. does not pay a whole lot of uh, money. But it, and on Enzo, top and on top Enzo, of all that, and is not
1: rolling at the kids.
0: Yeah, he is not. No, but uh, yeah, not rolling at all. It's it's my, it's my evil lair. Yeah, this is. is yeah. He's that, the he's not the not money, money. I'm the Either whatever. You're, you're the pretty one. I guess I'm the trophy wife. But uh great. but and also on top of that, it's just in this sport, PTs do pay. It does in this specific sport. There's yeah. non-tested federations and bodybuilding and the, the, current, the current opens. Yeah, $1, and thousand-dollar prize, man. And powerlifting, it does pay to be. On Peds, it does, and that includes if you want to make this, you know, you want to create a YouTube page, you want to create like a Instagram social media following that actually will get you paid. I guess it will pay in the sport, but for me right now, in my standpoint, it it's not going to pay me. No, just based on what I do, yeah. and I, I I'm just so lazy with certain things. I don't even want I don't want to think of the hassle. I want to go into a gym and train. I always forget to take my creatine. I forget to take my vitamins. I forget to do certain things. I forget to – I ate a bowl of cereal this morning in the train because I was like, I don't feel like eating too much food. I don't feel like cooking right now. I just want to eat a bowl of cereal and have my coffee, and if I get hungry during the workout, I'll grab a snack at the dollar store. I'm lazy when it comes to most things that doesn't involve me lifting weights. And,
1: and once again, this is a difference between being three hundred
0: and sixteen and N. Because
1: I am the exact opposite. <laughs> you hung out with me for a week. I yeah. am like regimented, like
0: yeah, you are, I and have
1: my 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 system.
0: All I need if I don't have coffee. That's my ped. But I do not have coffee. That is true, yeah. I, I, it's like we got, we got to go up and we got to grab a coffee. English coffee dates were good. Yeah, we. I'm like, we got to grab a coffee. Food, whatever. Obviously, we're gonna need food, but coffee is the big one right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our question of the week. We are going to answer more of your questions. We have a lot of DMs. We have a lot of ask me anything. Be
1: careful
0: with the DMs. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, you might want to not dig into Bane's DMs a little bit. Yep. But uh, I get questions at the gym. I get questions yep. all over the place. So. And they're all good questions. Uh, some of them bad, but most of the ones I receive are good yeah, that we can.
1: question. This two of you who ask questions.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, this is a question that comes up constantly.
1: Sure. I, How do you
0: train around injuries? Yeah, that's also our two way this topic of the week because powerlifters, people who are in fitness, people who are athletes will deal with injuries.
1: Yeah, this is one of the most body violent sports out there.
0: Yeah, and you're yeah you're asking to get hurt. You're asking, not even to, like, uh, not not in the same way football players get hurt, because you're obviously asking to get hurt when you play football, unless you're a puncher or a kicker, and even them could go through some injuries, but we're placing a lot of weight on our backs, or our hands, or we're lifting with our back, or we're lifting with little muscle groups that can Mm -hmm. easily just tear, a ligament could tear, something can get inflamed, your hips could just not take the punishment yeah, anymore. I won't throw
1: his name out there, but a very prominent equipped lifter uh, broke his humerus while benching. Ew. Yeah. God. Yeah.
0: Humerus. Now, I'm not a good anatomy guy. Where is that?
1: That's your bicep arm.
0: Okay. Okay. See how... See how Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so... So he, now, so he now has a
1: metal rod in his arm.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: it's pretty... I mean, it's going to be a good recovery. He's going to be fine, and he'll be back mm-hmm. and, because he's an animal. But it's just—it's kind of crazy to think about it. this happened while he was training.
0: Yeah, and I've seen injuries in the gym before. Uh, you kind of suffered a micro injury at Worlds. Yeah, a little bit. Um, That's exciting. No, yeah, it wasn't. wasn't uh, wasn't great. It wasn't great to watch either. No, I, it was kind it, of frightening. It wasn't very fun to live. Could have. Could. Yeah, could have actually gotten a whole lot worse too. Yeah. But
1: thanks to the spiders for saving me again.
0: Yeah, for sure. We brought this topic up because we thought it would help a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. because a lot of our viewers, listeners, get hurt while training. Yeah, they're trying to train around injuries. Sure, they're trying to do all these types of things. We ourselves kind of train through injuries as well. Yep, but we always give our take on it to see if we can help you, and then we give our listeners' take to see if it can help us. Yeah, and the other people. So we learn from you guys. We yeah. Do. Oh no, for sure. I, I definitely do. Again, not intelligent, not, not intelligent. educated. Big done Very stupid, misogynist, but yes. chauvinist. No one needs chauvinist, chauvinist. Yes. But for me, now we always give our takes. I don't know if I've really suffered an injury. I say, I, I got to stop using that word injury. Whenever I make a post on how my back or hip mm-hmm. feels, mm-hmm. if I'm out of training for a week. Uh Recently, I was squatting 485 on my second rep, third set. Mm-hmm. Felt that familiar feeling of my back kind of giving out. My hip kind of like shooting on me sure. and then I racked really quick, walked out. I'm like, am I hurt right now? Am I injured? So I walked and uh, tore down camp. There's like, okay, no reason to squat today. Went home, rested up a little bit, was good on Tuesday. Okay. Occasionally this will take me out for a week. Yeah, This is kind of like the, uh, kind of the trend. Out a week, don't do anything for a week, do some mobility stuff like that. Third, fourth day. And I'll be back in the gym ready to go. And that's more... Yeah, that I didn't really... I don't think that's an injury. And I, I never got to diagnosed either. Someone, maybe if a doctor diagnosed or a chiropractor or a sports uh, therapist, yeah. physical therapist diagnosed me with something and just like, okay, this is what's wrong. This is what you have to do. Maybe I'll consider an injury, but no one has done that yet. So... Because I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. It's like my back hurts. My hip hurts. I have an idea from what other lifters told me. Sure. So, I don't know if what I suffered was an injury. It's like that game of hurt or injured.
1: My yeah. hurt, my yeah. I mean, injured. We've been on
0: this before the show, yeah. yeah. I, and I would say... For the most
1: part, I'm probably the same. I, I've definitely been hurt. Definitely been hurt.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, my knee's kind of hurting right now. Yeah. My back is not feeling awesome. My... When I sleep, it hurts.
1: I, yeah, I, and I would say, while powerless, I've never had a hurt that I wasn't able to work around, even working like the the movements
0: that potentially would hurt it more. Okay. Uh, See that for me, it is it like something is stopping me from doing that movement.
1: Yeah, like I, you know, still occasionally play soccer because I like to kind of relive those glory days. And mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: thankfully, it's all of guys who are over thirty five, so uh, they are way way more out of shape. Yeah, you're not playing
0: with Ronaldo or anything. No, not not, out there. I'm not amazingly.
1: Uh, but you know, cage like I I will stop, you know, hard. And it has happened a couple of times where my right knee will buckle or, uh, sometimes even just like kind of give way. And then I'm hobbling around for a couple, three days and it hurts to even take, you know, certain mm-hmm. steps. By the time, know it'll be on a Monday, by the time I hit Saturday, I'll still be doing my accessory work on Tuesday. And come
0: Saturday, it's time to squat and pull. Still, it'll do it. Yep. I have trouble walking around the gym,
1: but I can still squat and pull.
0: See, now for me, I just can't do, so this is, so this is what I do. When like, how do I, how do I get through physically and mentally an injury? How do I get through that? Yeah. This is what I do. I take a week off. Mm-hmm. I take a week off. Don't do any movements for two days. Like seriously, no movements, two or three days, just walk around, Right, walk around, maybe try to stretch some things out. My back, maybe try to touch my toes in the morning, sure. that kind of stuff. Just, Cheers. just live. Yeah. Just live life. Very That's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really don't do it, but I try. Oh. But, uh, so I go do that. Then probably that third, fourth day, I maybe do some mobility work at home, maybe try to get the foam roller to it. See if I could do my, uh, just my pre-mobility movements before sure. I exercise, uh, before I do my squats or deadlifts or anything like mm-hmm. that. Try to do that. And by that sixth or seventh day, I'm good to go. Yeah. But I cannot go into the gym that fourth or fifth day, have a hard time walking, and then get under a squat rack. Hmm. I totally. can't do that, and I have tried that yeah. the very first time. I wasn't competing at this time, but I was running the PA Street Trainer. Yeah. I was lifting conventional.
1: I almost threw some on uh, Lake Norton's uh, Instagram. I there. did.
0: I'm waiting for a reply. Did you? Yeah, okay. I might send another one in I, I if only, I if I have time. I also on like you can give me 14 Power
1: of shout out for.
0: Um, I asked him about the PH3 trainer. Yeah, okay. okay. So well, I'm just curious because everyone's asking They've me about the PH3 trainer. So I'm sense. like, hey, man, what has the feedback actually been? Because yeah. from what it sounds like, I'm the only guy who does it. Yeah. So I, like, I got to know <laughs> before I tell people to do it. But, yeah, so I was running the PH3 trainer. I hurt my back. I was squatting like 415 for three, which that was a heavy day to see how far we've come. Yeah. So I hurt my back bad. Yeah, it was that very similar to the time at uh 2XL. Oh, if you yeah. guys want to go through my archived Instagram posts, uh, Bane and a few other guys were spotting me at 2XL, and my back gave out completely on 480. It wasn't the Wasn't the
1: last time I hugging from the back, but nope,
0: nope. But it was the worst time. Yes. I will say that it, there was no pleasure involved the, the in most that one. one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the first time usually is, yeah, but yeah. uh so we had that, and I, I seriously two days can walk. Then I started. I mean, yeah, pe- I remember that you were. Well, and really but the very first time I did it, first two days couldn't walk. Third day could kind of walk. Went yeah. into the gym. Didn't try the squat workout. Right. Just yeah. did my bodybuilding stuff. You could still work around it. Did it. Did like the hack squat. Kind of started re, you know, invigorating myself into compound movements, mm-hmm. stuff that I wanted to do. Yeah. Next week, almost the same thing happened. Right on my lockout, I felt it racked. Same exact feeling. Not as bad as I couldn't walk, but bad. Yeah. Tried deadlifting. I couldn't even, I really couldn't, I had the the kind of the earthquake shake going right when I would lift like 315. Wow. So I would get kind of that going. I'm like, okay, something's wrong. Took another week off. But in that week off, I put off in air quotes, I was going into the gym again, Mm -hmm. trying to do this stuff. Wasn't happening. Same problems occurring. After that third week, I'm like, screw it. I'm not going to the gym. Taking a week off, took a week off. Kind of did cardio, kind of mobility. Got back into it. Switched to sumo. That was that's where you get the weird sumo ventral. This,
1: this this is the origin story, kid. Yeah. Right here. Switched
0: to sumo. Did PhD for the first uh, for the first time in the in the actual thirteen week block where yeah. I maxed out. Hit really good numbers, 600 pull with sumo for the very first time, uh, maxing out with sumo. 14-0 power was born, and did 480, 480 uh, squat. There you go. And like a 300 bench, it always sucked. Cliche, but it always sucked. And then I competed, and that was that injury kind of one helped me fine tune my form mm-hmm. and kind of take a big step step back and try to figure out what's causing me the injuries. Mm-hmm. And I think I was using too much of my back on conventionals, which happens yeah. because you're lifting with your back. Yeah. So I did sumo, did the hi, the, so the hybrid saying, sumo-ventional.
1: You're saying even back then, the step back's helped.
0: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> the reset, the reset button was yep. definitely pressed on that yep. one. Yep. And the sumo ventional helped me. I'm just, I'm I remember just, I did like five attempts that day too and hitting yeah. 600. Nice. Cause I was like, cause I hit 550 and it flew off the ground and then my buddy Donnie, shout out to Donnie, he was like, dude, do 600. Yep. I'm like, no. So I did, uh, I did six plates, came up super easy. I'm like, man, sumo deadlift, I get it. And I was in squat shoes yep. and it was narrow as hell. And yeah, that was that was kind of the birth of the sumo deadlift that I have. But that injury, semi-sumo. but that's why
1: Eddie Cohen calls it semi-sumo.
0: Semi-sumo, I'm going to call it sumo because that fine. sounds funnier. Whatever. But yeah, semi-sumo. The question the goat. I'm so triggered now. Yeah, I know. But uh but that is how kind of I got through it. But it was at taking that week off. Yeah. And we had some people say, you know, try to work around your injury, which is fine if it works for you and it works for you. You yeah. just said it does, and you've. You're, you're, you come into meets hundred percent occasionally. Usually. Yeah. And then sometimes, but sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but I take a week off and sometimes I don't. I just recently hurt myself. Yeah. One of those things, but you, that's you, kind you of how, how I take a step back.
1: Sure.
0: And I, and I've done it after that too. After nationals, I was so pissed off yeah. that I couldn't pull. I got right back into programming that Tuesday, Yeah. um, after I competed on Sunday Hurt myself Thursday, <laughs> took a step back, deloaded, took another week off. Yep. Then went back, and I had my, arguably, the best performance of my life yep. at Worlds. Yep. Actually, not even arguably. It was. Highest total of my life. Yeah. That's a great, phenomenal performance. So, but it happened still. And it happened again after Worlds. Mm-hmm. It even happened. Mm-hmm. Seventh rep, wearing my Wu-Tang Clan shirt. Felt that familiar feeling in my back. Racked it. Week off. Deload. Went back and did my block again.
1: So, really, I mean, you you figured out what works best for you for when you're hurt. Yes. You know, and, and how to not re hurt it or anything like that. Uh, obviously, it's probably something to revisit once you actually get like seriously injured. Yeah. Hopefully that never happens. That's, that's,
0: yeah. You know, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, our advice is going to change. My advice is going to change if I actually suffer. Right. Say, like, an MCL tear. What's another one? Rotator cuff tear, Rotator maybe. Rotator cuff tear or. The labrum. Know, labrum is it or you have. Bicep like tear. Uh, Cast pack,
1: yeah. Pet, pop your pack, something like that, you know. Yeah. So that that hernia. change
0: hernia disc. Yeah, but again, you got to think of like
1: the serious ones again. Yeah. You you partially tear your pec, uh, you can still work around some things. You can yep. do single arm. You do so anyway. I would say yeah. You know, speaking specifically to one injury, you know, talk about the squats. Mm-hmm. Overall, the bigger thing for me is, you know, unless unless there is no movement possible, I'm going to go do something mm-hmm. and work around the injury. Uh, it's more of the mental aspect of it that I tend to focus on is uh, making sure that my head is right so that when it comes time to get heavy weights in my hand or on my back again that I'm gonna be mentally there yeah like it was when I and I did this very intentionally uh, and people think this is kind of silly some folks get it you know I did my first heavy single uh, about four weeks ago um, up at the gym and I had to make sure that I had the same song that was playing when I got hurt playing. Because I wanted mm-hmm. to be in that same headspace, yeah. And again, it was less weight than what was on during, but it was the same kind of you know thought process. This as, is as, as my third, third attempt, quote unquote. That's typically how I mm-hmm. uh, you know do those uh, those microcycles, and, and everything went fine. Yeah, flew up. Everything went good. Everything's you know felt right. And so that for me is I want to make sure yes I can move the weights and I walk around you know those injuries or or those those hurts. Significant injuries, though, I've only had a couple significant injuries in mm-hmm. my entire life. Um, I broke my foot um, when I was uh, in between my 6th and 7th grade years. My right foot, now, uh, I'm a predominantly right-footed striker okay. uh, playing soccer. And so now, all of a sudden, the foot that I usually hit the ball with is, I can't do anything. Yeah. Because it was, it was in a mobilization boot. And... So basically what I did is I well I could not play, I couldn't train, couldn't really do anything. Uh I did two things. I on my crutches, my doctor said, Listen, no one ever listens to this, but maybe you will. Don't know why he said it that way, but it it rung true. I said, don't ever rest your armpits on the crutches. Okay. So always, you know, always keep yourself up. And my parents remember this distinctly, that, you know, I went through the whole process, I was on crutches I think for six weeks and I was in the boot for, you know, probably four weeks after that. And my I took my shirt off when we were moving, we were just we just moved to Iowa, and my mom's like, Oh my god, what happened to you? Because I my upper body had been getting worse for the last six weeks every single day, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, moving around doing whatever. And it's like, you know, I was and I was thirteen, so the, you know, test is starting to flow. Shoulders popped out, chest popped out, all those kind of things kinda of happened. I was still very skinny, but mm-hmm. the definition of everything was still there. Aesthetic.
0: Yeah. I, I was, I was
1: pretty. Um, there was a time. <laughs> I was time I wasn't hairy either, it was even crazier. Yeah. yeah. But
0: what I was doing,
1: too, is when I wasn't training, I was still doing ball work, so I was doing everything with my left foot. Okay. So then it came down to once I actually got the shoe off and got the clearance to start running again, I had significantly more control. It actually made me a better player because I was able to work that left foot when my right was still immobilized. All right. So that's kind of my roundabout way of getting all that. Nice. Um, only other significant injury I've ever had would be concussions, and there's really just nothing I could do there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, concussions would be a hard one. And – well, yeah, again, you have to adapt to certain things. Serious mm. injuries is something I just can't speak on because I never had one, even through playing football throughout my life and sure. baseball. Baseball, I mean, not even really, relatively close. Yeah. I actually never even have shoulder problems playing baseball, but I, yeah, you gotta, you gotta find certain ways to adapt to it. And a lot of people said the same thing. So, especially with like broken feet, like broken legs and that kind of stuff, yeah. I do see a lot of people still get in the gym. It's like, I gotta work something. Yeah. And that makes sense, but it's one of those, the, the, actually kind of those worst injuries mm-hmm. are the ones that keep on popping up because you don't think it's that bad. Yeah. And then you continue to work and it, it becomes worse or it just, it just doesn't make you stronger. And that's the whole point is to get stronger in the yeah. sport. Get stronger. And if an injury is stopping you from making progress, take a step back from it. Uh, also I don't, I don't think I really covered the, the mental aspect. Of being hurt and being out of the gym. Yeah. When we, powerlifters, bodybuilders, people in the fitness in general, when we're in the gym for such a long period of time, like, what is it, what's that stupid saying, 30 days to make a habit break a habit? 21
1: days to make a habit, yeah.
0: Yeah, or, and then like 60 days to make it a lifestyle or something. Well, yeah, I've been lifting since I was 16, and then if I get hurt and have to take a week off... It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. You have to find kind of another thing to I like to filter your or just put your energy Occupy into your mind. Yeah, to put your energy into because going to the gym is a challenge. It's fun. It's a hobby. You get to push yourself. You're kind of being competitive. At least we are. Mm-hmm. We're being competitive. It's 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 a lifestyle for us. It right. is truly a lifestyle. Right. If you're not able to do that, it could mess with you a little bit. So people try to find ways to. Place their energy into yeah. different sort of hobbies, and that's that's one thing that was killing me, and that's the reason why I couldn't take a week off for a while, mm-hmm. was because I, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, the gym was my hobby and my passion, and I didn't want to get away from that. And I still go through like the little bitchy phase of mm-hmm. me uh, going into a meet, uh, a meet. and and th- and I still train during the week of my meet. Sure. I do three workout days, and then the fourth day of that week, I max out at the meet. But I'm still prissy and moany, like oh, I'm bored. I don't have anything to do for three days. Right. On the the week off after a competition, forget about it.
1: Yeah,
0: I I try to play FIFA. I try to play video games. I try to watch some movies. It's it's fun for like 15 minutes. Read books, fun for 15 minutes. I gotta get into the gym or something. So, but I don't. I I've been a little bit better at that recently. That's good. That's good. Yep. All right. So let's get into these comments. We got a lot of really good ones, like always. The two white lights listeners, the people who follow at bane three sixteen and at fourteen o power. Leave the people. best comments. They're awesome knows, people. Man. So Matt Wallace trained with him yesterday. Matt Wallace at Matt Wallace one forty eight. He gets mad if I don't mention his handle. I
1: do.
0: I just added that in. Rationally coming up with a plan to rehab the injury, work around the injury, try to figure out what caused and fix those issues moving forward. Being stagnant is the worst thing possible. Now I agree with most of what he said there. Uh, coming up with a plan to rehab the injury, of course, 100%. great idea. Supplementation. Uh, different mobility exercises, that works. Uh, work around the injury? Makes sense. Yep. Try to figure out what caused it? Absolutely. That's one thing you really gotta fine tune is like if your hips are a little bit uneven, let's find a way to even up those hips. And that, if that's causing lower back injury, do that. Yeah. Uh, fix those issues moving forward for sure. Now he said being stagnant is the worst thing possible. I disagree with that to what I just mentioned. Okay. So sometimes stagnation is good. Sometimes just not getting into the gym and re-aggravating those injuries is the best thing for me. And I I commented that because me and Matt are buddies, so yeah. I wanted to hear more of what he had to say. So he responded, really depends on the injury. If you can work around with variation that causes no pain, that'd be ideal. If absolutely everything aggravates it, then he has to absolutely time off. But say you completely break your leg, obviously no leg movements, but as soon as you're cleared by a doctor, you can hit every other body part that doesn't hurt, i.e. upper back, shoulders, arms, etc. Now, that makes sense to me, and he did mention that if everything you do aggravates the injury, stop doing that. Yeah, That's pretty much what I was just talking about. Everything I was doing was aggravating my back, yeah. and this happens to a lot of people. I was bending up to pick up a 100-pound dum- dumbbell, humble brag. I was bench pressing with it. The easiest part was bench pressing it. The hardest part was bending over to get it. That was re- that, that in itself was re-aggravating my injury.
1: Yeah,
0: Just like, okay... 400-pound hack squat, whatever, easy. It's something light for me. I unrack it right when I would walk off the thing. Mm-hmm. My back would hurt. I could do it for 15, 20 reps, easy. Once I put it on and then walked, I'm like, oh, God, my back hurts. That's aggravating the injury. Yeah, and in, and it's not even a severe injury. Yeah. All right, you got a comment?
1: I do. John, Chun 88 our boy John. I got to train with him uh, yesterday. Also nice. Also down in Atlanta. was Great, great folks down there. I cry, silk, eat Corn pops and fruit snacks. I get it. Nice. We get our feelings. Uh, corn pops.
0: That's a cereal choice. It's, 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 okay, uh, we'll talk about that later, Dan.
1: Yes. If it's a bad injury, I can't train through it. Uh, I have to take time off and just let my body rest. I'm pretty sure I had a minor tear in my lat once, lifting 100 pounds. A lot of people give us examples of injuries. I don't yeah. I noticed that too. Didn't heal until I took time off after the meet. I've learned through trial and error, and then a great quote: "Adapt, improvise, overcome."
0: Bear, so girls. bear girls. Yes.
1: So I. One other out there, too, is the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Yes. Coleman. All I said is these responses will be comedy. As a general statement, I'm going to agree with Sean. Mm-hmm. because Not because people were wrong and like that, but because I think he knew as well as I did people were going to start going into examples of injuries. Just remember, we didn't ask for him. It's cool if you do, but we didn't ask for him. Okay. But I, re- I remember a post he made sometime last year. And I actually went back and looked for it, and I found it. So I'm going to share that. So, Sean, okay. if I don't have your permission to do this, we'll talk about it at the Arnold. So this is actually his post from September 29th of last year. Okay. Worst thing in strength sports is an injury. It's inevitable. We can plan to do our best to prevent it, but eventually it will happen. I've had a handful. Yes, he has. Sean has gotten hurt a lot. <laughs> it will not only affect your training because, worst case, we can't train at all for a few weeks to a month or so. But our livelihood, and this one is legit. This is one I didn't even think about, and this is where mm-hmm. the mental kind of came in. Uh, a lot of us brutes have manual labor jobs and careers that provide for our families, and we're damn good at it. Yeah. But top of the ladder in that trade industry hurting ourselves outside that trade kind of fucks us. Not a place is off for FMLA or any type of paid leave or even hold your job while you're out. And from my knowledge unemployment, and definitely workman's comp won't cover your loss of work because you are doing this doing your hobby. Basically, his point was to thankless po- a thankless sport, and why we do it is, be- is kind of beyond him. It's kind of beyond me, too, sometimes. So all we're doing is picking things up, putting them mm-hmm. down. Uh, and we basically, risk our health, family, money, basically everything uh, for another pound, on the total or placing on the podium or a classic trophy. Before. Yeah. So with that, that goes back into what I was talking about with the mental aspect of it is when you actually are injured, like injured, injured, it's going to be yeah. a week off. There is so much that goes into getting back out of that bar. Yeah. And so really, again, you know, I talk about how you getting back in my headspace uh, so that I can overcome that and then move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very blessed. I don't necessarily have to worry about the same things he's discussing. Yeah. I know plenty of folks that do. Yeah. And so there is another aspect there where you have to really sit down and think, okay, so I have this major injury potentially. Yeah. And you go through that. Um, what am I gonna do? And then am I gonna want to
0: continue doing this in the same manner? Yeah. That's a very good that's a very serious question you have to ask yourself. I know uh Matt Wallace has -hmm. actually gone through that himself. Um me, I don't work a manual labor job. Used to, but if you if your body is your job and if it inhibits you from doing your job, Man, if I would have stuck with my other, uh, I wouldn't call it profession, but job that I had, mm-hmm. manual labor, being sure. an electrical, uh, electrician, yep. dude, it's, some of those injuries could possibly put me out of work.
1: Yeah. Which, unless, you're, unless you're part of the union, and even then it's going to kind of Yeah.
0: It, it, I mean, I've seen, it, it's almost, it's going to happen to people, just yeah. your back breaks down, your hips breaks down, sure. all that kind of stuff. A lot of people I have worked with, they didn't power lift, they didn't do anything uh, probably even athletic related. Yeah. But Twelve they hurt their br- I mean, walking upright is going to mess up your back.
1: Yep.
0: Dogs have it right. Walking on all fours is how you're probably supposed to walk. That's why That's why they're over there and we're over here. Doggy style. That's why, absolutely. Amen. Yeah. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. That's I bad just, bad. I, 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 that's another I guess, one of those things I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doggy yeah. style, right? Snoop Dogg's album.
1: <laughs> Great album.
0: Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Dating ourselves a little bit. It's all right. But it's okay. All we think. Alright. So Return of the Meat. Uh, con- yeah, man. congratulations. I well, think nice. he won best overall USPA yeah. collegiate nationals. Uh, uh five hundred
1: Wilkes as well, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. So over five hundred. I think his last uh last meet at 148.
0: Yep. So, and I think he was raw on this one too. So yeah, yeah big awesome. shout out Return wow. of the, wow. the Meats.
1: His his best hole ever in sleeves.
0: Yeah. So, well, so congratulations to that. He we also we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other when mm-hmm. we're probably suffering the same injury. Because I made a post about it, obviously, and that's what you do on Instagram. Or that's what you do in powerlifting. You post about your – Especially
1: you young people.
0: Yeah, post about your injury and then see if people respond, which people do because a lot of people in this community are cool. He said, when I hurt my glute back, I had to stop squatting or deadlifting for over a month. I stayed away from any exercises where I had to self-support myself, such as bent over rows or standing almost anything. Had to be realistic with myself and realize it was my fault for being stubborn and not keeping up with the stretching and mobility and just had to get serious about that aspect of it if I wanted to come back better. So this dude had to stop squatting and deadlifting for a month mm-hmm. to get his injury or his issues was he was that he's going through. Right now going through, yeah, going through that is difficult, but here's, here's a light at the end of the tunnel. Cause he was being stubborn probably before that. Sure. And I think we're both talking about that, that, you know, I, I all of a sudden become much better in mobility right after I get hurt. Mm-hmm. I start doing that when I don't get hurt and where I'm going like, you know, a solid 18 weeks without an injury or yep. being hurt, then I start neglecting my mobility. So you always get better. You always start emphasizing things after it affects you. Yep. But he said he was being stubborn. He said he was, he was neglecting certain things. Yep. He took a step back, assessed. What was going on? Started taking care of his, uh, mobility work. Mm-hmm. Started doing that. Came back and just won collegiate nationals. Oh, look at that. And, and had better performance. And this guy had to stop squatting and deadlifting for a month. Vincent has a crazy squat and even crazier deadlift. I think he's in the 640, 650s at 148
1: tremendous
0: lift and he's a legit 148 he's not those like 165 170 guys going down to 148 yeah. he's 155 he, pounds he's going to
1: 165 and he'll weigh in at like 152
0: yeah so yeah he's going to be a small 165 and still have really good numbers yeah. over there because he's creeping up on like a post or
1: uh
0: yeah and uh like a post like 60 or, or 650 pound deadlift mm-hmm. so this dude great lifter yeah he was being stubborn as well. So if you're going through those same same issues, just know that a lot of great lifters, a lot of poor lifters, a lot of elite lifters mm-hmm. do the same exact thing. Yep. So don't get discouraged. If you have to wait, if you have to take a week off, there's that little anxiety feeling like this might be the last time I deadlift heavy. <laughs> could
1: be.
0: It? it could be. It could be. This is the highest squat I've ever hit in my life. It mm-hmm. could very well be that. But in a lot of circumstances, it's not. Or you get better from that.
1: You're, you're, it's not stagnation necessarily, it mm-hmm. is, but it is recharging. Yep. And that's, that is huge.
0: Yeah. Huge. For sure. So, uh, uh
1: Ms. Mombod, always good to get a comment from her. She seems to be engaging with us more, which I'm very okay with. Yeah. Provide some good stuff. I think powerlifters handle physical pain better than the crippling mental anguish injuries cause. It's difficult to avoid depression and difficult, nearly impossible, to find other outlets that fulfill you in the same way lifting does. Mm-hmm. I will say that's, uh, you know, for the most part, correct, you know, we talked about it already, that, you know, it's just, it is tough when you're not in the gym because it's yeah. like, it is so ingrained in your life. And there, I mean, there is a mental and physical response to being in the gym. There is the endorphins that are released. There mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, I've talked about it um, on many shows. There is that uh, feeling of cheating death, uh, yep. you know, depending on what the weights, actually any of these weights, really, mm-hmm. Um. you know, heck, a 45-pound barbell that smashed you in the face can do some serious damage. Yep. So so that that is something that is just very mentally and physically fulfilling and so when you're not able to do that it's very very challenging and so it does kind of potentially for some spiral into as she talked about depression mm-hmm. and and um you know other things that, that can cause you know a lot of uh, a lot of other issues so it is important to prepare yourself mentally and physically for when this is going to happen yeah yeah be, be more diligent with your mobility i'm one, probably one of the worst ones at this yeah and
0: but then preparing yourself
1: mentally for what's going to happen when you do get hurt. It is not a question of if it is when.
0: Yeah, for sure. I really like that comment by her because it sounds silly to a lot of people like, "Oh, so, it's going so, to cause depression."
1: Say, yeah, yeah, it's
0: like it's like your hobby is causing you depression. Well, think about it this way. Since I was 10, I've had something to do that's competitive mm-hmm. or at least physical mm-hmm. for 16, 17 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And I've always had that filter. I've always had baseball. I've always had football. I've always was competitive. I always had something physical or athletic I was doing. After high school, I had no, I'm like, dude, I, when we didn't have to go to football practice, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is weird. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have to go to football practice or we don't aren't required to lift. This is kind of strange. And what did I do? I picked up a barbell to, like to get myself back into that mental state of finding a regimen, finding just something to, something to place my energy. Forward,
1: exactly. And I got
0: into bodybuilding for a little bit. I was super into tracking my macros. Yeah. I knew a lot more than what I started with nutrition, mm-hmm. about working out, about exercise science, that kind of stuff. Right. Not my profession, not, not educational background on either, but I I needed something to do that wasn't work or school.
1: Right. Right.
0: And if that's taken away from you, and I have seen it taken away from people recently, mm-hmm. it does kind of mess with your mind a little bit. A little
1: bit. I, it, I can
0: remember, well, I, I remember
1: the last time I pulled off my jersey in college mm-hmm. and not knowing, like, you know, athletics Because the thing about it, I played soccer competitively from the time I was five years old mm-hmm. until, you know, I, I left school. Didn't really know what the next steps were going to be. Yep. Didn't know if I had any opportunities after college. That's so I'm like, I... I'm going to be Sunday leagues and that's about it. Yep. I was very emotional, very emotional in the locker yeah. room. Yeah.
0: I could imagine um, that.
1: I, I was, I, I cause again, like, you know, I just, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at, you know, now, yes, I've, I've I had lifting and so I was going to kind of focus on that. I was also kind of doing the bodybuilding thing. Uh, that's kind of where I was, it made sense for me to do that playing soccer too, because I needed to be, you know, fairly fit. Mm-hmm. Um. so there is a, a, a depression factor that can't come in if you don't handle that properly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a comment that was left on mine. Actually, it went away. I thought I had screenshotted it. I did not, uh, so I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. Okay. Uh, so sorry to the individual that put it on there. I said it went away. I think you lost your Instagram or might have turned it off for a little while. So basically, what we talked about is is to not necessarily worry about others validating your injury or you know them sending their wishes or anything like that.
0: Which is annoying. At times. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I know there's some people that that don't ever want people to feel sorry for them. And that's cool. And some folks will put it out there and, you know, they either A, want validation or they're just letting people know, like, hey, you're not going to see anything from me training-wise because I'm hurt. And and then he gave his experience as a lifter of having had some fairly major injuries. But within a week, he's back in. And we're not talking about, you know, he tweaked his back. Nothing anybody that has. Uh, or he might have, you know, popped a calf or something like that. Like, he blew his pec apart. And yep. in less than a week. Jesus he Christ. Back, he was back in the gym. Okay. He was training, he was training legs. I've seen this individual, um in, a, in an arm sling, squatting on the safety squat bar. Yep. So, as so well, I, I give him credit. I mean, this guy does, he's dedicated to it, he stays in it, and he just, whatever is not hurt, he trains. Yeah. So it's very much in line. He actually got into some of the, the physical response that happens from training is getting the extra blood flow, which is needed for recovery and for rehab. And so it actually was a, it's a great comment. Uh, and I, I actually I wish it was still on there so I could read through the whole thing. Actually give him credit for it, but, uh, again, it, it, the whole focus was on getting better, like getting healed faster. And so being in the gym and doing, you know, the other responses points earlier is not reaggravating the injury, but Making the body work so that it is constantly trying to heal itself. Yeah. Because we're gonna, I mean, going to have, I mean the, the whole process of building muscle is micro tears.
0: Okay. And so it, yeah. it, it's,
1: it's technically micro injuries mm-hmm. that are then being, or micro hurts that are being, uh, repaired. And that leads to hypertrophy and, and, uh, muscle growth, et cetera. And then strength
0: building, obviously. Yep. Yeah. I like that comment. And, uh, reminds me, one of my buddies, Javier Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, great power yeah, great, great power lifter. <laughs> competed with an APF, uh, raw power challenge. I, I believe he was the next best lifter. Next to, of course, Coase from Inona But, uh, he tore his bicep. Yeah. And dude was lifting. He was squatting. He just didn't do anything that was, he even pulled. He, uh, got the, the straps. Gotcha. That yeah. I, I can't describe it on a podcast, but. Uh You could attach a strap to a bench, essentially, and kind of just hold on to those straps and lift. And he's a conventional guy. And
1: yeah, it's just lifting straps.
0: No, 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 no. The, uh, the one he put over your back.
1: Oh, the shoulder strap. What are they called?
0: Shoulder strap. Shoulder strap. Yeah. Yeah, so you could, I mean, you didn't have to grab the bar or anything. You could just kind of lightly hold on to it and he was he was there lifting an insane amount of weight. This yeah. guy is one of the strongest human beings. I think he does everything beltless too. I think he competes beltless. Yeah. He's just a he's an animal, but it was one of those things where he was like, "Okay, I'm not going to do anything that aggravates my bicep." Yeah. So, I'm just going to still work on my craft yeah. because I'm not using my bicep for squatting or oh I mean, of course you got the safety bar squat. Yeah, got that'll really that's help. Sad. So you do the safety bar squat. He's doing that. I'm like, hey man, that's more power to you. I as well. I yeah, probably I wouldn't know. recommend it, but seeing it, like you're not touching your bicep. Yeah. And even when he had that cast on when he got the injury or the uh the surgery, yeah, to repair it, still doing it. I know. Uh, and I think he just pulled like
1: 780. <laughs> Rob, Rob Kierpuss, um I think I'm saying his last name right. Uh, Quads like Rob. Yeah. He uh, you know, he had to have his pec reattached. Yep. And he was using the safety squat bar like a week after the surgery.
0: Yeah. Quads like Rob, is that the guy who posted that sick, uh, Mandy Muse? <laughs> no,
1: no, it's Brendan
0: Allen. Oh, it's Brendan Allen. Yeah, that, was that, was, that was awesome. That was funny. That was awesome. Yeah, I DM, uh, someone, uh, who did it? Oh yeah, Squat Bench Deadlift posted who did it better? Who's yeah, who's, who was, yeah, who's goosier? And then I'm like, hey man, you got more followers than a porn star. Yeah. So, and I'm like, that's really impressive. Yeah. Take, take that and run with it. But, uh, okay, I, I miss, I guess I mixed up the two guys. No,
1: that's all good. Uh, no, um, similar looks, uh, right now. Yeaah, they more tattoos. He oh, okay.
0: Yeah, um, bearded, big, hairy guy did, guys. Quadded yeah. guys, guys. Yeah, um, he actually lives
1: in, uh, in Nebraska or Iowa, so we right okay. like, like, like western Iowa. Okay. So anyway.
0: Alright. All right, we got some good ones on mine too. Uh B period Dyson said, Take time off when if needed and really focus on listening to their bodies. Also I seeing a physical
1: to to the two white podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, do it. Good. Oh,
0: that'd be great. Yeah, well you know what? I, I'm assuming that B Dyson, she listens to the two white lights podcast. Uh also seeing a physical therapist, specialist depending on the injury to help treat it. I see a masseuse and a chiropractor at least two times a month to say as injury free as possible. Yeah. Something that I recommend that I don't do. And I gotta do it. I, I recommend going
1: to see Janelle.
0: Janelle, and she's at Surge, ran into her at Surge, she is. uh, so it'll be good to have her on the show again. Yeah. And if you guys want to check out those archived episodes, check out the interview with her. But something that I neglect is actually seeing people who, this is their profession, yeah. to fix people, yep. to fix people, to get them playing the sport that they want to play. And I like how people actually are dedicated enough to do that. Yeah. Because I said at the beginning of the show, I'm just lazy. I neglect certain things. Things that aren't fun to me, I don't do. Doing the laundry? Hey, don't do it. I don't like it. You just buy new shirts? Yeah. Just buy new shirts, go to dry cleaners. I do that a lot with my suits. Go to dry cleaners every week.
1: And by the way, if you've never seen a close woman with a suit, the man looks sharp. I do. I look good. great.
0: So it, it, being lazy helps because if I had to iron my own clothes <laughs> and to clean my own clothes, I probably wouldn't wear suits ever. So, yeah, I like that. Uh Thank you, B. Dyson.
1: I'm lucky. I don't, I don't have to wear suits anymore. That's where polo and jeans work. So.
0: Yep. Also got another one from another female lifter, Gainsley underscore N underscore D. Tore a... Paraspinal, paraspinal around my L4 back in August. Is I'm pronouncing that correctly? That's paraspinal? Stupid. Yeah. Okay. I'm stupid, people. Uneducated. Unintelligent. I worked around it and didn't put any stress on it for a few months. Loaded squats with weight around my hips and work mobility 20 to 40 minutes every day. Started reintroducing heavy goblet squats to keep my back upright and progressively started adding barbell squats and just recently started deadlifting with light volume. Basically, relearn movements and fix what I was doing wrong in the first place that got me hurt. Yeah. That's pretty, I summed it up beautifully. Started from crawling to running. Yep. Crawling to sprinting. You're going to have to do that sometimes. Okay. I kind of do that in a really short period of time. If you go through a, this is, from what it sounds like, kind of a serious injury. Yeah. L4. And when and when,
1: when did she hurt? it? August. It was right after Worlds. Yeah. We met her at Worlds. We did? Yes. What? Yes.
0: I didn't, no. <laughs> I did?
1: Yeah.
0: No, USAPL. I think you're getting the wrong I thing. Gainsley underscore N underscore D? Ainsley? Got a different one. Yeah, USAPL. Three white lights. Yeah, alright, I, anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we might edit <have laughs> that part out. But, gets injured in August, serious injury in August, has to relearn certain specific movements, mm-hmm. and reintroduce this, so that's what you're gonna have to do sometimes. And I like, I like how they pinpoint uh, certain problems they had and work around that to improve their technique so it doesn't happen again. Yep. Uh, I also had Jake Fisher say the same thing: find out what's hurting you in the first place and then fix it. Fix it we'll, and
1: we'll get root cause. Let's, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I got a DM today from uh, TJ Schliff. TJ Schliff. get a easier name to pronounce, brother. But. I told him about my hip shift, and he told me a bunch of exercises to do that will get rid of a hip shift. Sweet. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to strengthen up other muscles around That's maybe something is being neglected, or yeah. you're putting more emphasis on one leg, or you have a little bit uneven Sweet. hips, so that we were, kind of stuff. We were
1: talking about this uh, yesterday at uh, I don't know the name of the, place, the at the gym that, that John trains at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met up with John Chun, and... Uh, Lumberjacked 98 and Skinny Zach, uh, 96 over at Muscle City Barbell in Buford. And we were squatting and, um, so, uh, Lumberjacked 98, that's, uh, Zach Patton, very strong dude, uh, unbelievably strong. So we were talking and I saw he was, he was folding quite a bit on, on his squats. And again, this is not a weight that he couldn't handle, but I just noticed that and I kind of helped him a little bit, helped him tweak it. And the cue I gave him, and this is not our squat, our, uh, 10-18 the week, this is an extra free one. Was to imagine as you drove through the bar as you came out of the hole, mm-hmm. you know, basically trying to sti- like stick your sternum into the ceiling because that that keep, keeps you upright, keeps everything everything tight. So the next squad, he does that. He says like, everything feels great. I felt super tight, except for now my mid back has some weird pain. I'm like, well, there's, there's two things maybe going on. One, obviously, continue checking that, make sure you're not injured. The other thing too is that you may have also identified a deficiency in your posterior chain, mm-hmm. and now you need to start working that mid back. Okay. So some of the, again, it was something we talked about, you know, identifying that root cause, what's going on, because he basically tweaked about a couple of degrees how his chest was angled, and now all of a sudden that deficiency was very apparent, because that was, ha- that mid-back was having to try to pull him up. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's, you know, again, getting back to that comment is, identify root cause, and then how do you fix that issue?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I Like I always like when people I feel like a broken record saying taking a step back and resetting everything, but you're going to have to do that. Take a step back and reset. Yeah. Take a step back, reset. Help put on deadlift too. Incorporate that in your sets, kids. Yep. That down. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people comment that. And again, it's one of those things that could be neglected very easily. Yeah. Because I, I just said it. I'm lazy. I don't like doing things that aren't fun. Mm-hmm. My opinion, accessories fall secondary to my compound movements as far as me wanting to do them. So. Desire to do them, yes. Yeah, I don't want, I really just don't, I did my accessories today, was kind of no dozing off during it. No. It's, not, it's not even hard, it's just not fun. Yeah. It's just, or at least to me it isn't. But, it will help in the long run and now they're getting a little bit more specific because I gotta get rid of the hip shift and yep. the hip shift will lead to an injury. Yep. And, and my you, knees and caving that, in will lead that one, to an injury
1: way more significant.
0: Yeah. So we got to kind of figure out a way, split squats, TJ Schliff offered a bunch of, you know, yeah. insta kind of things with so the just, so just hip thrust it, and it, the it, banded.
1: Because I know you're a fan of, you know, some old school stuff. Uh, just picture the 80s, you know, workout montage. That's basically what you're doing is you're rebuilding from the bottom, you know, from the bottom to the top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know me. All about the old school stuff. Of course. Any Beautiful. more comments from you? Or uh, it's
1: Kind of about it. Like, the rest of them were either... I got a couple uh spam comments that was pretty okay
0: fun. well uh, we if we put hashtags on something we're going to we're gonna get we had column Miller weir Jesus Christ people get easier names said I cry a little then eat my feelings uh very similar to you I cry but I don't eat food I don't deserve food at that point if I hurt myself I kind of starve myself because yeah. I'm very depressed and I don't deserve the deliciousness of calories yeah I'm still gonna eat wait do uh no no. It, or, yeah, i always so So if you're stressed or kinda of go through anxiety, do you eat more or less? Because I eat less. Me? Yeah. Uh
1: so I eat
0: I'm, a far like say if I go through an injury, I don't eat.
1: So that's a great question. And really I'm not like doing this
0: problem. a joking way. I I said yeah. it on there as a joke I don't deserve food. Yeah. No, I don't eat because that's just kind of what I do. Yeah. So it depends on what
1: I'm stressed about. Like if I'm stressed yeah. like if I'm stressed about work, uh, I will typically eat because that makes because people will leave me alone. Yep. Uh, so I will eat while I'm at work. I'm stressed at home, I will not eat. Yeah. Because I need. I need to fix that issue, I need to fix it as soon as possible. Okay. So that so it kind of depends on where I'm at.
0: Yeah, in every circumstance, I don't eat. Yeah. Uh, When the Cubs were in the Game 7 of the World Series, I got Chipotle and did not eat any of it or drink my beer. I just had it unopened and I was holding Chipotle in one hand and a beer in another one and just didn't touch it the entire game and just kind of <laughs> was pacing nervously around the... Uh, my brother's apartment. That's still the only nine-inning game I've ever watched in Really? My entire life. Well, it was more than nine innings. It was ten. Whatever. Dude, I, I still get anxiety thinking about that game, and they won. There I still watch highlights of that game thinking they're going to lose that game. I've ever watched opening pitch until mm-hmm. time. Um, comparable, Italy in the World Cup. Didn't touch food the entire time. Hmm. And I was younger, too. I was in yeah. seventh grade. I didn't touch food. Bears in the Super Bowl. Didn't touch food. And then I think I got pissed off and just left in yeah. the uh, third quarter. Yeah, uh, I was I was really angry. I, I definitely cried myself to sleep that night. Uh, s- same thing with work and school. Didn't eat. Yeah. And same thing when I hurt. It's not stress so much where I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of bored, and I don't find food as that filler. I don't know what it is. I, I, I have a someone mind. told me that like there's certain people who. Eat more, and yeah. there's people who don't eat at all, and I'm one of those people who don't eat at all.
1: Like, like my, my wife will eat her feelings.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, she, and she oh would, no, know a lot of people so do. She,
1: she will, she will definitely eat her feelings, and and I have no problem saying that. She would say that she was here too. Mm-hmm. Um, as a general statement, though, like I, I have always liked food, like probably way more than I should. Yeah, and so I have always kind of been able to force feed myself and kind of work past that, unless it is one of those like super stressful situations, like I'm working on PNLs. I'm working on, like, I had to work on a uh, a slide deck for my boss's boss's boss. Okay. basically like, third in command of the company I work for. So, like, yeah, I was pretty stressed about that. Yep. And so it was, it was worse. So I was basically eating while building this, and, you know, that made everybody leave me alone.
0: Okay. Uh, I go
1: home, and, you know, the kids are going crazy, and... You know, Nick needs backup, that kind of thing. In that case, then, yeah, it's a little more
0: challenging for me to eat or something like that. So Yeah, I was curious. A lot of people say that they eat their feelings. Yeah. But that does it for the 2xLife topic of the week. Great. As, Thanks for the engagement, everybody. Yeah. And as always, we'll post another one next week. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job now. You you backed yourself into a corner, man. Yeah, <laughs> you backed yourself into a corner. I didn't say Blair. anything. I'm a Blair. really nice... Co-host, host, formerly known as Enzo. I,
1: I bet this for the course. I'm going to volunteer when you threw out, hey, do you guys want to, do a radio show?
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, essentially how it is. You're one of three and you were number one overall pick. So congratulations. I want to believe,
1: like, in the back of your head, you're like, I really hope he does because his voice would be great on the radio.
0: I actually didn't factor that at all into my oh, decision fantastic. because you would have, actually, I technically had more radio experience than all my, eh, uh, oh yeah. All, and but it was only like a month. But I'm just saying. Or like, two months. The, the voices,
1: still, like most folks, I yeah. had some people tell me even prior to doing this. Oh, know, okay. The voice that would be great for radio.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, did not factor that in it's at all. Great serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So two white lights topic of the week. We promise a two white lights technique tip of the week. Yes. But we so did it last week. yeah, we didn't last week and it's okay. Yeah. Long episode. Yep. And, Honestly, you know what? I would rather really listen to
1: Charlie and all that than listen to the technique tip. That was a great yeah. segment. So. Yeah,
0: interviews are, are fun and awesome. But am I taking this technique tip or you?
1: Whatever you want to do, my
0: friend. Uh, I'll I'll grab this one because it has helped people. Mm-hmm. And it's a bench press one, which I've been getting compliments on my bench press technique, which is a, it's a cliche, yeah. but I didn't think I had a great bench. I'm constantly trying to fight with myself. Sure. But I do work myself into a groove. Sure. And one thing that helped me when I got myself into a groove was pinching my delts together okay. on my bench press. Like, having my delts touch each other when I sink into the bench. That, for me, helps me stabilize everything. It helps my descend. Okay be very controlled. I do not sink into my chest. Mm-hmm. So a big part of that is going down slow and just barely touching my chest. Yep. So I get that quick.
1: Getting that contact, get that command.
0: So I get that quick up command and then I'm there. If I don't sink my delts into the bench and have them touch, mm-hmm. that's what helps a lot of people is having them almost touch or thinking about having them touch. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. Interesting. I wouldn't be able to get any leg drive that helps my leg drive. Mm-hmm. I got that little arch Mm -hmm. Which someone commented on one of my posts, like, oh, you don't have that bitch arch like a lot of bench pressers have. I'm like, dude, I really wish I did. I'm glad that you think I'm trying to be moral and trying to, you know, make my bench legitimate. No, it's just because I'm physically unable to, but I have that, I have a solid arch going. And because of that, or the reason why I have that is because I am sinking my delts into the bench and having my delts almost touch. That helps me a lot. Also helps with the arm positioning too. Yep. So that's one thing I've done. It's helped people. Uh, my buddy Brian at the gym said it's one of the best cues he's ever heard. Mm-hmm. And recently I've gotten a, a few a few comments and DMs on how do you make your bench look so easy and smooth. First, I say it's because the weight is relatively light always. And it's not that hard to do that. But it, it's because I am able to position myself on a bar. Or mm-hmm. on the bench a little bit better. Might change a little with the combo rack. Yeah. Recently I've been having a hard time doing that. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel myself really synced into that one, but almost too synced in where my butt's coming off. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So i got to figure that out. But that's going to be mostly a foot position kind of thing. Yeah. Recently I found that a wider foot position, mm-hmm. while still remaining tucked,
1: mm-hmm. has helped. Sure.
0: And just really thinking about don't have your butt leave the bench. Don't have your butt leave the butt. Constantly thinking that while I go down and up, yep. because yeah, I really don't generate, because I don't really use my feet. That's, that's good life advice. But touch, but touch, but touch, unless you know, you're like on a staircase or something. Then don't do it. You don't want to be, and you see someone walking in front of you. Even
1: yeah, someone you don't know, yeah.
0: Even if you know them, like a coworker, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, that's what's a coworker. Yeah, that will. Possibly get you on. I usually walk along if I ever go. That will possibly get you on Twitter hashtag Me Too. No, oh, depending on where you are in the company. Yeah. If you're, you know, in the mailroom, you're just gonna get fired and not get paid because you weren't getting paid at the beginning. If
1: you're here in, <laughs> in the evil layer, then
0: yeah, Hey, If you're in the evil layer, yeah. if you're Lex Luthor, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe Lex Luthor wouldn't exist. So in the, the Me Too me, movement exists. Lex Luthor. Yeah, okay. And ah, we're gonna use that that's, transition. That's getting, that's getting, edited out. I'm
1: that now. <laughs> and,
0: uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna segue to our next topic. Someone a transition. Cause you just, Jesus. Cause you just, uh, killed that segment right there with that joke. So, yeah, but, that
1: was a great, as a good taking. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, thanks. And, uh, it's a bench one and we're gonna try to get more bench ones in there. Yep. Uh, cause powerlifters always say their benches suck. Well, Let's, let's try make, to get some technique tips let's in there.
1: Make benching great again. Yes. I tell people, not at all, I'm talking about this bench in general. Like, oh, okay. if you were going to compare my bench to my squat and my deadlift, it's a sad little bench. What if I go up against, I would say 90% of the gym bros out there, I've got a pretty solid bench. Okay. And my bench, again, comparatively sucks.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I started off with pie, I thought three plates it was like, dude, your your beast if you get three plates. Now it's uh, even at my body weight. Yeah. It's it's real. It's it kind of easy work at this point. Doing it for reps. Yeah. Doing it for solid reps too. If, if I had shitty bench form, like most people who do, uh, Jim Bros. Yeah. Then I probably could do it for maybe six or seven. Get yeah. a solid one in there. But I try to maintain tight the entire time and get a little pause in that fourth or fifth one. Yeah. Humble brag on the fourth or fifth one. Yeah. All right. So. To Our Life Technique tip of the week, we'll have one next week. Yes, we will. Now we got our new segments. New segments, We got some new segments, and we're going to, We like we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to try to go into some new segments. If you guys haven't seen, which you guys should see, and you guys should be listening, we're on iTunes. We are. But, with that, you're going to get some negative reviews.
1: You're going to get some folks that have their opinion about you.
0: And, you know what, we're going to read the negative reviews, because we, we are who we are, man. You we know, are who we are and we're not going to change who we are for anyone.
1: For those who know us personally. Yeah. And I would say, uh, let's be real, the people that listen to our show, for the most part, are. Like, they, yeah. they, they've, they've, a lot of people have met us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I want to believe, right? Um. So when you hear some of these things that have been written about us, yeah. you're going to know it's probably not true. And it makes it even funnier when you think of who we actually are.
0: So okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we got our negative negative reviews. All right. So, Wilks and Milks Salad said yikes, one star review. Apparently an entire segment of this podcast revolves around bullying of a prominent female powerlifter. Who? Gross. Prominent, I'm trying to think of who we talked about who is prominent and I can't think of I mean, well, we well, talked about Sophie Cohen that we bully yeah, I know, I'm gonna try to think of a p- prominent female powerlifter that we mentioned anyway. Steffi so Cohen. Steffi Cohen, we didn't bully her. Crystal Tate. Crystal Tate, we think they're both awesome. Cece Holcomb, I yeah. think she's pretty great.
1: Bianca Hernandez.
0: Awesome. Nothing. Jennifer Gamel. Janelle. Janelle. Uh, Janelle, the one I know and the one you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we both know both of them. Yes, we do. I don't think we bullied any of them. I don't bully. Janelle, you. I bully more to her face. I would say,
1: that Bet- Vetker would tell me pretty straight up. Yeah. If I bullied her.
0: Yeah, so I can't think of a prominent female powerlifter. Who? BioNeil? No. All burner account? All, all male. All mm-hmm. male burner account. Got it. Okay. All male. Yeah, I can't think of a female powerlifter myself. I resemble a female in certain lights when I shave yeah, and grow heard, out my if hair. If you wear
1: the red right tracksuit, so you do look like the chick from uh, Adadwell.
0: Yeah. One star review? Bullying a prominent female powerlifter? Can't find a prominent female powerlifter.
1: No. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah. There's so many good ones on here. Okay. Uh, my favorite one, though, I, I have to have fun with this because I'll be honest. I, I felt pretty dumb Yeah. reading this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misogyny at its finest by Ohilissa. Okay. What a waste of time. One star, by the way.
0: I'm assuming they're all going to be one stars at this point.
1: Ignorance, bigotry, and self-aggrandized blabiati. I'm not going to lie. I have to look up those last two words.
0: That's not a word, Right. No, they are too legit. Those words. are words? They are words. Well, with misogyny, I, I know. Yes. Okay, I know that word. Ignorance. I'm a little smarter than you. Ignorance. Ignorance. I'm pretty good on. Take I might be ignorant, but I'm not that ignorant. Tree, I got. Yes. Aggrandized. Okay, aggrandized, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that one either. Yeah. And blaviati Basically means talking yourself up and making yourself seem better than you are.
0: Well? Jokes on you! I don't know what those words mean, so I'm only offended halfway because I offend only know half those words.
1: And I'm also—I applaud you because you made me actually look up those two words. I learned something. Thank you, Oliaza.
0: I saw that review as well, and I didn't look up those words. So you know what? I don't thank you. Okay. You remain ignorant, so you remain true to the cause. For sure. Well done. All right, one hundred and one. Basque Nagi? I don't know. <laughs> I might not read handles anymore. Said, no, we're,
1: we're good on these. We are bag good on Bag,
0: best no, best nogi. Uh, pathetic one star review. Oh, I love it. If you are going to dedicate, are going to dedicate a show to trashing an individual, at least have the balls to have her on your show. First off, please don't assume the genitals that I have. Yeah, please do not. How do you know? How do you know I have balls? Yeah. I'm only the co-host formerly known as Enzo. You're assuming a lot of things there. You are. Just don't assume that. Swole Sarah Watch. Can you be any creepier? Very Christian of you. Let's now, dive
1: into that for a
0: Swole second. Sarah watch. Quick update on that. Swole Sarah blocked us. Blocked both of us. Blocked both of us. But she accused one of us of being creepy. I probably am creepy to a certain regards. But let's just let's bring some light on this. Sarah followed Bane 316. That she did. So now she's let's... the creepy one. But let's we'll see why. To get her, to get her follower comment. You want to follow her followers? She's a follow for follow kind of gal. She is. He looks like a follow for follow kind of gal. Let's
1: look at what's creepier. We're talking about this person. Yeah. Because we're talking about the messages they're sending. Yeah. This girl followed a married man with children.
0: He's married, Sarah. Jesus Christ. Have some dignity. You know, I know, I know it's, it's a wild, wild west in social media land. It is. Especially on Instagram, go into those DMs, you don't know where you're gonna get. Yeah. But he's a married man, you don't need to follow him and then unfollow him because he didn't give you the follow you think he deserves. Yes, very Christian of me because guess who didn't follow her back? This guy. And I am offended that you're assuming my my religion. Did I? Come on, very Christian of who? Your genitals,
1: your religion.
0: Yeah, that's offensive. Yeah. So, pathetic, negative of you. Bagsnani, I don't know how to pronounce that. Bag of snot, yeah. Just yeah, please don't just don't don't assume things. And if anyone's being creepy, it's not Bane, it's not it, it might be me, but let people know Sarah followed Bane, and Bane's married, so pretty creepy of her. It
1: is. It
0: is. And yeah, so Sarah Watch, we are blocked. We are blocked. Might have something to do with the negative reviews that we're receiving. It, I'm not smart, but I'm kinda connecting the dots.
1: Confirm or deny.
0: Yep. Alright, do you got a one? Yeah, do that one. Alright, I don't get
1: it. Peter D. Baker. I actually like this one a little bit. We both kinda did. Yeah, it's a good roast. Uh, so two, two stars.
0: Which I would have liked a higher review
1: based yes. on what he said. Yes. Uh, my favorite part of the podcast is when these two guys devote segments to berating another lifter. Fair. Now. Yeah, we one. do that. That's, that we do do that. Yes, we do. Uh a lot of times it's ourselves too, just let's throw it out there. Let's that now that's all well and good because people definitely have the right to say what they want. Indeed. They're in the rules and regulations of iTunes and whatever other outlets they put their podcast on. Mm-hmm. Dash. But I just can't fathom the amount of hate, insecurity, and dearth of content.
0: Stop with these words. Which here's the thing, dearth of
1: content. You mean you have an abundance of content, okay. Oh, okay. Which I can't find hard I also find hard to believe since content creation isn't that hard. They must harbour to devote such time to someone they think is an idiot. Yes. Not going to... Yeah, again,
0: spot the lie. Yeah. Spot the lie. I get it.
1: On the plus side, while covering what is quite possibly one of the most boring sports to have ever existed, not wrong. Yes. I can clearly hear their voices, and there are no microphone pops. Thank you, Amazon. Great purposes right here.
0: Glass half full. It is. I was very worried the quality of the show wouldn't be as good because we're not in a studio anymore. Yeah. But it sounds pretty good. I would. I think we deserve at least three on that one. I think so too. I think it's a little offensive that we got two. I think based on what you heard on the sound quality, at least. But I'll, I think I'll take, we get a three. You know what? I'll take the two, though. Yeah, take the two. I'll take the two. But you know what? I, I All right, I'll take the two. But you know I, I, right, the two. I think we could have got a two and a half, three on I think that. We could have at least could've. a three. But glass half the, full. Of,
1: but think it's a glass half full for sure.
0: Yes, glass half full. Also, no one has made fun of my speech impediment yet. It's true. Something I was very self-conscious about, which I hope doesn't happen, because I'm saying it on a podcast, and usually no one ever uses that to start making fun of someone else for. There's only one, like,
1: even close to personal dig on these. Yeah. Not a single one has, like, singled us out for anything, necessarily. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just... Yeah,
0: I mean... It could, it could still happen. Oh, but I'm waiting glass for half full, we got a lot of hate recently. Not one is about the thing I'm most self conscious about. And I'm self conscious about a lot of things. A lot of people said we're insecure. Yes. We're insecure. We lift weights and post on Instagram. Yeah. We are outrageously insecure. Most people in fitness are. Yeah. Including the co host for me known as Enzo. I'm insecure about my body, my strength, my bank account, my speech impediments, my height. Color your skin? Yeah, I guess I'm a little too light. Yeah. For an Italian, that's yeah. a little insulting. A little, a little bit. And a little bit, You compared to the rest of my family, you have very nice, very nice dark skin. On yeah, the, I'm insecure about a lot of things. On
1: the plus side though, you, no hang, one is out, bu- you hang out with me, and yeah. so, you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm
0: also Jack and pale. Yeah. And
1: you have phenomenal hair. Yeah. So you don't have to be
0: insecure about that at all.
1: And If a you make
0: fun you. of it, I get insecure, even though I know it's great.
1: Well, I would never make fun
0: of it. But, yeah, but people, if people do, mm. I get insecure about it, even though I know it's amazing.
1: It is breathtaking.
0: Yes. All right, we got another comment here. Kay Jones. Yes. Misogynistic trash talkers. Two trash talking men that are devoted to bashing professional women athletes. Stop. Again, I don't recall a professional woman athlete. Yeah. What professional athlete? I don't. So, it, hey, we talked about Serena Williams. She's a professional. We, we talked pretty we good.
1: It. We didn't. We didn't yeah. bash her. I believe legit called her the goat. Like not just of yeah, women's tennis, just greatest athlete of all. Yeah, time. most
0: dominant individual sport athlete of all time. Yeah. Okay, so that's a professional woman athlete we're talking about. Can't think of another professional woman athlete that we bashed.
1: No, or that we discussed.
0: by name and descriptions, because they have nothing better to do than bring others down. Mm. Spot the lie. Yeah. Clearly, they are upstanding upstanding men in their sport and should be taken seriously. Thank you. It's what does dash s mean? I'm not sure. Is that sarcasm is that sarcasm? I don't
1: know if because it's sarcasm I because
0: it. by you saying that we're upstanding in their sport and should be taken seriously would give zero stars if I could. Do not recommend. If that's not sarcasm, you just complimented us. So I think we should again. I think we should take a two or a three on that that's one. What I'm saying. And I think they're only negative quarrels the bashing of a professional athlete. But
1: we,
0: but I don't remember a professional female what, athlete we bashed. What bash. professional female athlete did we bash? I can't think of one. I can't think of a prominent professional female female athlete. No, I think yeah, female athlete maybe, maybe I might just say female, <laughs> female yeah. at this point. I'm just not. But you know what? Gotta take your hits. Embrace who you are. Yeah. So.
1: I've embraced the fatness. Uh
0: huh. I, I am. Yep. And the fat guy. And you know what? If we're going to be labeled as misogynists, bigots, the big, chauvinists, no the, one says chauvinists. I'm a surprised, was, I'm surprised with the group of feminists, they haven't used the word chauvinists yet. We Cause assume, that's we're, our, assume we're about feminists. I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to, assume. I assume everything again because yeah. I'm pretty stupid. So my assumption and uh, speculation goes up mm-hmm. due to my lack of intelligence. Makes sense. But I think that's like the only three words in their vocabulary, misogynist, bigot, chauvinist. Yeah, but they didn't use the chauvinist. Yeah, they didn't use the chauvinist. But you are who you are. Yep. If you're going to get labeled that way, lean into it. So that brings us to our next segment, yeah. misogynists and trash talkers. All right. And in this week of misogynist of trash talkers, Steffi Cohen has a lower total than Eric Littlebridge.
1: Misogynist trash talkers, everybody.
0: All right. So that's going to do for two white lights. I think so. It's a good show. Yeah.
1: I like the new segments.
0: The segments are cool. I'm excited. We'll to work the on, on them. We'll work on them. Yeah. Massage us for And by
1: the way, we, we want your feedback. If you, if you guys are listening to the show, yes, we reviews all that. Reach out to us mm-hmm. at 14.0 Power at Bane316. We want to hear from you. We do. Yeah. Just comment on the posts. Reach out to us. Give mm-hmm. us feedback. If the, if the content sucks, tell us we will change it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Unless we
1: really like it that we won't.
0: No, yeah, and, uh, I probably won't cause I'm an eagle maniac, but the- Bane might. I anyway. might. And I might just kinda of, and that's and that's how two white lights breaks up and becomes one white light. Yeah. And then it's not a show.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not a lift, not a show either.
1: Let's let's be real here. If people have to hear you for two hours, probably not so hot.
0: Probably not. I sound horribly mean just by myself. Yeah. I sound like a sociopath. A
1: little
0: bit. So it's it's actually I don't like listening to myself for long thirty long minutes. Long <laughs> yeah, I sound like a sociopath. When I get into rants, I do in fact sound mean. But that's going to do it for Two White Lights. We got a big festival coming up in True. the world of fitness this weekend. So, Arnold Festival. Arnold,
1: yes, in Columbus.
0: And you were going. I am. You are guaranteed to go.
1: I am. I have my room. I have my flight. I'm good to go. Very nice. excited.
0: And uh, I am hoping to go as well.
1: There's the potential. We're going to have a Two White Lights in Columbus.
0: Yeah, if we can get some interviews out of that, if we can go over there and try to cover the... I, there's, there's there's a so slew of powerlifting meets going on. There's, 20, there's the cage there's going on. There's different events. Okay, for powerlifting? No. Oh, okay. Dude, they have fancy? Okay, I don't. All they right. Soccer. They have all I, kinds of crap. I'm going to go on record and state that they, I only care about, about the powerlifting. Is and Yeah, that's you know that's pretty entertaining. They have Olympic weightlifting too. They do. Yes. I I probably won't look at all cuz I'm generally not interested in the festival. Sure. Just by I just I want the free
1: stuff. I'm I'm going to go be free. Stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm still not I'm weird in that too where I don't like Going around looking for free stuff.
1: Oh, you don't have to look for it. It will come to you.
0: Yeah, I know at the Fit Expo, I just kind of was thrown T-shirts. Someone just threw a T-shirt in my face. I'm like, yes. oh, thanks. And it was like an XL. I'm like, all right, can't fit in that. Oh, but It's like a dress. It's cool, but really I would like to go there, see if we get some interviews. We do know some people going up we there do. as well, we uh, competing or just being there and to enjoy the festival.
1: Yeah, people, yeah, and there's, we kind of know people from all spectrums, all different sports. I, I know folks either that I follow that I know personally that are, competing at least four of the events mm-hmm. so very it.
0: yeah so a lot of things rides on me going um if i do go it's going to be i'll get there saturday and leave sunday so i won't get the full experience of the festival i'll get only like two days in there it's all right yeah it's all good yeah speaking of which when are we going to record
1: You know, we're gonna figure that out. I just thought about that right now. You you may, you may need to come up to (laughs) Dead Plains, Rosemont. Yeah.
0: I, I totally forgot about that. That just, that was a light bulb that just went on while I was recording this show.
1: I think my flight gets in at like six or seven o'clock. All right.
0: We'll, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. So that's gonna do it for Two White Lights. This is the co-host for me known as Enzo. At Bane316. And you're listening to Misogynist Trash Talkers, people. Damn right. See you guys next week. is